We are passionately Pompey. Begins, look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated Pompey. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see a full house in it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. No way through for either side on Tuesday night. It's in towards the six-yard box and somehow it's not in the net. How has that been cleared off the line? I think it might be Ragged on the goal line that's got the crucial touch. Harnessed to Curtis. Curtis! Brilliant save. Peacock Farrell down to his left. Fantastic stop. It's nil-nil. A goalless draw of the result between Pompey and Sheffield Wednesday in midweek with the Blues providing a strong reaction to last Saturday's FA Cup exit. This evening, we've got the pre-match thoughts of defender Kieran Freeman, who talks about his spell out of the team. No one wants to miss football matches, but there's a bigger picture of winning games and being part of the team and just being ready when uh, the gaffer calls upon me. We'll also hear from Danny Cowley, who pinpoints the areas that need improving if his side are going to turn one point into three. I was actually really pleased with our performance, probably up to the final action. I thought we got into a lot of good areas. We need to improve our crossing and also just be a little bit more ruthless and clinical in and around the goal. Stick with us between now and 7 o'clock for reaction to Tuesday's stalemate and a preview of tomorrow's visit of Morecambe to Fratton Park. All of that and so much more to come here on The Football Hour. This is The Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to another instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you by our good friends over at Stagecoach Across the South, getting you across the South Coast and up through Hampshire without a fuss. As always, Pompey fans, your thoughts are very much welcome here on the show tonight and you can get in touch via all the usual methods. Text the word Express, followed by your name and message to 81400. Email Pompey at expressfm.com, include at expressfm on Twitter or you can visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Before I welcome tonight's guests into the conversation, let's go back to Tuesday night at PO4 as Pompey played host to Sheffield Wednesday in front of the TV cameras. But here on Express FM, Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham had you covered with the commentary. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want Pompey live. And now we will get things underway a couple of minutes later than scheduled. Romeo flicks on for Portsmouth and Walker pace from Hurst. He's away down the right-hand side into the area. Two to pull it back for Curtis. Over the bar. Decent Pompey chance, nil-nil. Harness brings it down. Interchange between Harness and Curtis. This is nice and Hurst is in for Pompey. And Hurst hits the legs of the goalkeeper. Should have been the opening goal. Yeah. Hurst denied by Peacock Farrell. Left footed in swing corner to come. Bannon to take for Sheffield Wednesday. It's in towards the six-yard box and somehow it's not in the net. How has that been cleared off the line? Bazunu made a bit of a meal of it. I think it might be Ragged on the goal line that's got the crucial touch. Played back in and over the bar, another corner. Looking for Harness to Curtis. Curtis, brilliant save. 
Peacock Farrell down to his left, fantastic stop. And then Romeo has won the ball back as he committed a foul. The assistant says that he has. It's a free kick to Sheffield Wednesday. It's nil-nil. He's trying to drive through to the edge of the penalty area. Hackett has it 30 yards out. Hackett will hit one. He'll hit it well. And Peacock Farrell will tip it over the bar for a corner. Nil-nil. Up against Bannon. He wants to drive into the area. On his right foot, chips it to the far post. Good ball. Headed from Curtis. Hurt cleared away. Hurt it. Curtis still loose. And now Sheffield Wednesday clear. Foul by Ragan in the six-yard box. And Pompey with two bites at the cherry, but not able to get it over the line. And it's still nil-nil. Luongo will try and do just that. But he's surrounded by three blue shirts. Oh, he dives in a challenge. That's nasty. He's in trouble there. Curtis is in a lot of pain. But Luongo is being spoken to by the referee. Red card. Luongo is sent off for a nasty foul on Ronan Curtis. It's nil-nil, and Sheffield Wednesday down to ten men. Chip Porter, Ogilvy, Hurst could be away here. Hurst trying to get there, and a Peacock Farrell. Has he been taken out? Referee says no. Both Peacock Farrell and Hurst miss the ball. Hurst ends up on the floor, and Pompey are not getting the penalty that the fans are calling for. And the final whistle is blown from Sam Perkis, and the cheers from the Sheffield Wednesday end tell you all you need to know about who's the happier side at coming away with a point this evening. Portsmouth have put in a good performance, but they haven't been able to find the goal to cap it off and give them a victory. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights there from midweek at Fratton Park as Pompey were held to a nil-nil draw with Sheffield Wednesday in match day number 21 of this League One season. Okay, then let's take a look at the other results from Tuesday night across the division then uh, elsewhere away from PO4. And I can tell you that Accrington Stanley, they played host to AFC Wimbledon and were defeated by two goals to nil. Charlton beat Ipswich 2-0 at the Valley. Cheltenham nil, Cambridge United 5. Crew Alexandra beat 10-man Lincoln by two goals to nil. Doncaster 1, Oxford United 2. Fleetwood played host to Bolton Wanderers and claimed a 3-0 victory. Rotherham also scoring five goals. They beat Gillingham 5-1 at the New York Stadium. Sunderland also scoring five goals. They played host to tomorrow's opponents, Morecambe, winning 5-0 at the Stadium of Light. And finally, Wickham Wanderers, they beat Burton Albion by two goals to one. Taking a look at the League One standings at this stage of the season, then Rotherham United are now top of the tree. Wigan Athletic in second, level on points with a game in hand. Wickham are third, Sunderland fourth, Plymouth Argyle drop down to fifth and Oxford United are sixth and uh, take the last remaining playoff position at this stage of the season. Seventh, MK Dons and remaining eighth and ninth after Tuesday's 0-0 draw at Fratton, Sheffield Wednesday and Pompey, respectively. Taking a look at the bottom end of the table, Fleetwood, Gillingham, Crew, and Doncaster Rovers make up the four in the relegation zone. And uh, tomorrow's opponents, Morecambe, who we'll come on to a little bit later in the show, they are 20th and just a point above the drop zone. OK, let's welcome in tonight's guest then. First of all, uh, returning, it's always a pleasure to have him on the show, Ryan Honey. Ryan, fantastic to have you. Thanks for calling in. No problem, Jake. Thanks for having me on the show again. It's uh, a good place to be, the, the, the Express FM Football Hour. And uh, also joining us this evening, we have the one and only Tom Chappell from uh, 4-0 written all over it on YouTube. Tom, could this be a bit of an omen going into the weekend? 4-0, do you reckon? 
Oh, I'd love to think so. It was five <laughs> for them. Uh, the Stadium of Light was in the last time they played. So why why could we not say a 4-0, Jake? Why, why shouldn't we? <laughs> why not, indeed? We'll come on to the score predictions later on, of course. We are already at the start of the show. But Ryan, we'll start with you. And we've got a review Tuesday night stalemate at home to Sheffield Wednesday. And kind of on taking a step back and looking at the game as a whole, a nil-nil draw against that calibre of opposition both sides missing a few key players due to injury and suspension, illness and whatever. Nil-nil, a point after losing in the FA Cup to League 2 Harrogate just a few days before. It's not a bad result, is it? No, it's not a bad result, Jake. But I'm sure with 20 minutes to go and they're down to 10 men, you know, you're thinking they're there for the taking. Um, they'll come away from the game thinking it was a better point for them. Um, but like you say, a high-caliber opposition. Um at the start of the game, would you have taken a draw? Probably. But the way the game went, the amount of chances we had, um, you probably would have felt that a win uh, would have been the better result for us. But it wasn't to be. And we've just got to dust ourselves down and go again at Morecambe. Yeah. A game of missed chances for Pompey, certainly in midweek, Tom. And kind of as Ryan's already alluded to there, as much as a draw on paper may not have been a bad result, you can't help but feel that with Massimo Luongo getting sent off on the 69th minute for Sheffield Wednesday, 20 minutes to play for Pompey to kind of peg them back and, and, and try and get that winner. Did you think that the Blues went all out to get that winner or, or were you feeling that they, they didn't quite take that gamble? I, th- I think we did our very best to, didn't we? And it, it's always difficult when when a team goes down to 10 men that you're playing against, you know, the formation changes, the tactics change from their side of the line and they go very flat and very defensive. And, and all of a sudden it's twice as hard to create those chances and even more difficult to get them in the back of the net. And I think had we been one nil up when the red card was, was brandished by, um, by Sam Perkis, then it, it would have, it would have been a three points head in Pompey's way. But as you said, it wasn't to be. And I, I always felt like that Tuesday night was, a really good way of of sort of putting us up against decent opposition and seeing how we fared, especially given the fact that you've already mentioned it, we had some injury problems and sickness problems and we've still got them. But with all respect to Morecambe, they are nothing on Sheffield Wednesday as a football club. I think this is only Morecambe's first ever season in the third tier of English football. So to put them up against a, a sort of a sleeping giant in League One on, on Sheffield Wednesday, we more than held our own. And yes, perhaps probably given that they were down to 10 men for, I know we said 20 minutes, it was quite an extended period of extra time as well, wasn't it? So it's a little bit longer than 20 minutes. Um, But yeah, we should have come away with three points, but happy with a point and we move on. A tweet here from Blake O'Neill, regular guest here on the Football Hour, saying, simple on Tuesday, George Hurst had two clear penalties waves away. We played well with around about 80% possession. Joe Morella, Matt team, wins the game and a fully fit squad is by far good enough for us. And uh, in brackets, Sheffield Wednesday were pretty much full strength. And uh, kind of one point that I certainly agree with within that tweet, uh, Ryan, was that Joe Morrell completely changes that game. And I think having that midfield general for, for Pompey on Tuesday night, in particular those final 20 minutes when we were kind of battering Sheffield Wednesday, we were trying to get that winner. Uh, Joe Morrell completely changes that result. Potentially. I mean, I guess we'll never know. But yeah, obviously, Joe Morrell's a very good player at this level. Um, he offers us a lot of energy, a lot, a lot of technical ability in the centre of the park. And, you know, when you when you look at the last sort of half an hour or so against a, a strong Sheffield Wednesday side, you're looking for those types of players in the central areas. And unfortunately, um, Sean Williams, it, although he offers us 
stability at the back. He's, he's sort of that uh, Tom Naylor sort of um, player. Uh, Joe Morrell, you, you would have thought, would have offered us so much more going forward um, in, in those central areas, which really we didn't really create anything from um, in those areas. So, yeah, potentially you could look at it like that, but um, it wasn't to be. So hopefully he's, he's, he's well enough for, for Morecambe. Certainly a lot more belief within this Pompey squad, Tom. Is that something you'd you'd get on board with? A bit more belief, a bit more enthusiasm on Tuesday night compared to last Saturday's FA Cup defeat to Harrogate? Yeah, I think it's just worth writing that FA Cup defeat off, to be honest. I mean, we you know, we, we didn't want to sort of we didn't need a Tuesday night December trip up to Harrogate to play a replay in the second round, did we? We really need to sort of and especially with the the situation we've got at the moment with selection. I think Danny's come out and said in, in the week, and I'm sure we'll hear from him um, later on this evening, that he, he's got a very sort of light on the water selection process to go through before Saturday's game. And, and yes, there was a lot of belief. Um, and I think rightfully so, because we've had a, a really good couple of weeks. It's still an unbeaten run in the league that stretches back to, to that horrible night against Ipswich at Fratton Park. Um, and yeah, we, we've we've got so much to continue to build on. And the, the, for me, there were many positives that outshone the negatives on Tuesday night. And perhaps the major negative was that we didn't get the result that we wanted. But the positives were that we played really well. And as I say, more than held our own against a team that are a good side, as, as we've already mentioned and Ryan's been talking about. And we were light as it is. So if we can do and it, it sort of harks back to the tweet that you read out from Blake, that if we can do that against a Sheffield Wednesday side that are nearly at full strength, then with a full strength team ourselves and a couple of additions in January, we might turn out to be unstoppable for the second half of the season. I don't want to speak too soon, but that's the way it's looking with a, a really good run under our belts and, and a really good opportunity to get a really good result on Saturday now as well. Do you agree with what uh, Tom is saying there from back home, Pompey fans? Do get in touch with the show between now and 7 o'clock. All the usual ways, at ExpressFM on Twitter. Email Pompey at ExpressFM.com. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Or you can send a text into 81400, starting those with the word Express. Before we do come back to Ryan and Tom this evening, we're going to hear the pre-match thoughts of Kieran Freeman, who sat down with Max Swatton earlier this week to look ahead to tomorrow's visit of Morecambe to Fratton Park. Kieran, first of all, how have you been finding your time back on the South Coast? Yeah, and enjoying it. Um, we um, we started well. Results kind of um, slipped a little bit. I think we, some games would. Uh, disjustice would you say I thought we played well we didn't get the results we needed but we picked it up and um, starting to come together and I think um, we're winning games but also playing playing really well as well Yeah like you said you had a you had a few games out of the team how frustrating is that from a professional and a personal point of view? Yeah I mean no one wants to miss football matches um, but it's uh, there's a bigger picture of uh, winning games and being part of the team and just being ready when uh, the gaffer calls upon me. And you've had a good run of games in the team recently, contributed to the fantastic November run. How good does it feel be, to be back in the fold? Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, we're playing good football and also winning games. Uh, as a footballer, you can't really complain about that. Maybe the weather's a bit cold, but yeah, um, really enjoying it. And just um, hopefully it can continue. Yeah, what's the next step for the team as a whole? What's the goal? Obviously, you've you've had the November run. Is it time to start another one of those? Yeah, I mean, um, I think as a team, we don't get 
uh, two ahead of ourselves. It's taking each game as it comes, and <clears throat> um, it's just um, God's just got to keep on winning games. I think that's um, the biggest thing for us right now. What's the mood like in the dressing room at the moment? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's not it's not really changed throughout the season. We've got a great set of lads, and um, I think that's that's a big positive on our side. Even when we was losing games, we still knew that. We had the ability, the talent to win games and to kick on and now the, the tide's changed. It's even stronger with the lads that we've got in the dressing room. Kieran Freeman there speaking ahead of tomorrow's visit of Morecambe to Fratton Park. A league action returning to Fratton Park and it's the third consecutive home match for the Blues. Speaking of Kieran Freeman, Ryan, a player who at the start of the campaign was finding it a bit difficult to get into this Pompey side, but in recent matches with... You know, injuries, suspensions and whatnot plaguing uh, Danny Cowley's selection kind of options. Uh, Kieran Freeman's found himself sort of in a, a centre-back position in a, in a back three with two wing-backs either side supporting. How would you assess his performances of late within that role? Uh, well, I think he's done a job, uh, to be honest. I think he, obviously he doesn't really suit the role. Um, but I, th- I think there are other players that don't really suit the role but that are coming into their own. I mean, look at Ogilvy. Um, he, he looks like a, a brandished left centre half now by trait. But Freeman had uh, a sticky spell at the start of the season. Obviously, the mistake against Plymouth. I mean, raised a bit of criticism. But I, I think he's really coming into his own. Um, I, I thought he almost won it against Sheffield Wednesday with that that last gasp um, hit from range um, on Tuesday night. But He's one of those players that I think he's very much a confidence player. If you give him the confidence, he's going to excel uh, wherever he is on the pitch. And he's also developing nice relationships with uh, Romeo and Raggett. And uh, I think he's really coming into his own. So, yeah, hopefully it's, it's only up from here for him. Yeah, Ryan, thank you very much. We'll catch up with you again shortly, mate. But after the break, we're going to take a listen to another pre-match interview. Blues boss Danny Cowley caught up with Ollie Marsh yesterday afternoon and highlighted the need to improve from set-piece positions. Definitely set-pieces. We have to carry more threat in, in that moment. It's something that we're working relentlessly hard towards. We've got some good routines now and actually in training they've looked good but we've now got to try to bring those to match day. So join us again shortly for part two of tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to the second part of tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Download their app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store, where you can locate your nearest stop and uh, check updated timetable and route information as well. This evening, I'm joined alongside Ryan Honey and Tom Chappell to review the events of Tuesday's 0-0 draw with Sheffield Wednesday at Fratton Park and also look ahead to tomorrow's visit of Morecambe to PO4 League One match day 22 for the Blues as they try to keep the pressure on the top six in the division. Uh, going to come back first of all to Tom and before the break we heard a, a tease of the interview which we're going to hear from Danny Cowley in a few moments time. He talks about wanting to try to improve Pompey's set piece situations on a match day. They've been working very hard on the training pitch to try and implement different scenarios and try to put the ball into the back of the net. But a worrying stat for Pompey this season is they have failed to score a header. Yet they are the only team in the league to not score a header this season. We've also not converted a single penalty, albeit only had one. 
And these were kind of stats and these were kind of scenarios where Pompey kind of really need to improve upon and kind of make the difference between finishing 8th or ninth and creeping into the playoff positions. I was really surprised when... I, I think it was Sky Sports that flashed it up on the screen at a point during the game on, on Tuesday night and everyone saw it and that we hadn't scored a, a headed goal. But you, you, you're surprised initially and you think, well, who are the real sort of goal scorers from their head I can only really think of Sean Raggett would be someone to get up there and and nod one in um with with his with his head so yeah that is a little bit sort of worrying and and perhaps it it's an area that can be improved and I'm sure Danny and Nicky and everyone will be working hard in order to do so another thing that I thought was was quite worrying Jake is that we've only sort of only two of our 26 crosses so far this season have actually been met by a Pompey player so we're not scoring goals from headers and we're not scoring many goals from crosses either. Um, sorry, two, two or 26 on, on the, um, in the game, that is, not yeah. all season. Yeah. We haven't crossed 26 times all season. <laughs> that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Um, so, yeah, th- there are a few sort of stats like that where you're thinking, well, how are we sort of doing quite so well at the moment? But we're, we're finding ways around that, aren't we? We're, we're, we're getting, getting there or thereabouts. I know we didn't get the three points on on Tuesday night against Sheffield Wednesday. But yeah, tweaks, little things. We saw, you know, and we're never going to be a 100% team, are we? There's always going to be areas to work on. Um, but yes, yeah, scoring from crosses, scoring from headers, converting penalties, all that kind of thing. They're your basics, aren't they? And that's what you need to get right. And perhaps that is the difference between us being a team that, as you said, who just come out of the break, that are putting pressure on the top six and being a top six team. And, and hopefully that we will see, once it's been worked on, that that we can really put the pressure and then become one of the people that we're putting pressure on in, in the league and, and, and be fighting for those top six, six positions. What do we pinpoint these kind of horrific stats down to, Ryan? Is it the service that the, the players in the box are getting? Is it the movement that the players in the box are, are not doing or doing wrongly? Or, you know, why are Pompey not converting from set pieces, from corners in particular? And in terms of a penalty, I know kind of you've got to be rewarded penalties in order to score them. From my memory, we've only been rewarded one penalty and that was away to Doncaster which was taken by Sean Williams and and saved by the goalkeeper then but in terms of set pieces and, uh, and balls into the box you've got the likes of Marcus Harness and Rodan Curtis who are kind of the, the, the key protagonists in, in putting these balls into the box Marcus Harness didn't quite have a, the, the kind of best of luck on, on Tuesday night if you want to put it that way with uh, crossing into the box a lot of them going wayward and high and, and behind for goal kicks and whatnot Who's to blame? What? How does it? How does Pompey get out of this rut? What does Danny Cowley need to do to improve these statistics? I think that's the million-dollar question, Jake. I mean, I mean, we're in December now. I think Danny Cowley would be asking himself the same question: What? What more can he do? Um, I mean, Sean Williams' um, delivery on Tuesday night just <laughs> wasn't good enough. Um, I mean, it, it hit the first man more often than not, and if it didn't hit the first man, it. It, it went out round the back and out for a goal kick. I mean, there's only so much you can do in terms of set-piece delivery and, and and that's try and put it in a dangerous area. And unfortunately, we haven't done that enough this season and that's shown in, in the stats. Um, something I have noticed as well from set-pieces, especially corners, is like a little train. Um, they sort of line up, <laughs> Raggett, Ogilvie, Curtis, they they line up, they line up behind one another and then go. They disperse uh, when the ball comes in. We've we've seen it with England. We've seen it with Premier League clubs before, um, but it's obviously not working um, for us for whatever reason. Um, 
I mean, Harness for me is one of the um, the better set piece takers, along with Curtis, um, especially wide free kicks. So, I mean, I, I think it's only a matter of time before that headed goal does come. Um, but obviously, Morecambe are quite a physical side. Um, so I think we'll be lucky to score a header against them. But um, I wouldn't say never. And uh, a tweet here from Wayne Harris, who says, I watched the game again. Pompey, a different side from October. Much more effort and belief. We were fluent, resolute and exciting to watch last night, despite the opposition this week, of course, sent in on Wednesday. Maybe two points dropped. With that, anything less for a, a win on Saturday for me is intolerable. Wayne Harris on Twitter there. And we mentioned briefly in the first part of the show, Tom, you can't hide away from the fact that Pompey are really suffering with injuries and suspensions in recent weeks but more notably this illness that has plagued the squad over the last seven to ten days and missing on Tuesday night Joe Morrell and Michael Jacobs alongside of course Ryan Tunnicliffe, Jaden Reed, and Clark Robertson who are out with injury but Joe Morrell, Michael Jacobs just two of the latest names to be hit by this illness and how much of an impact is this having, having on Pompey start to the December period? Well, I think Michael Jacobs was given the winner against Chillingham as a goal to his name, wasn't yep. he? So that's that's always going to be a, a big loss. And we've already mentioned Joe Morrell on the show this evening and, and how much of a role he plays. And, and he was really conducting things. If we, we think back to, to Gillingham, which was which was an important game. Um, and of, yeah, I mean, it is going to affect us. And But you, you've got to think that he's got enough players to field a team. And it's an opportunity for youthful talent to to show off what they've got to Danny Cowley. Um, he's got a transfer window coming up, and I think it couldn't be a better time for us, to be honest. Not just in terms of the illness and whatever, but the the additions that we can make. I think Danny's spoken of sort of four that he's wanting, and and I think that would put us there or thereabouts. And the good news is that illness and a sickness bug is is a temporary thing. It's not like we've got all of these talents out with six month long injuries and, and we can expect them at a certain date. You know, it's it's a sickness bug that will hopefully plague us, as you said, for for a one or two weeks. And and then it will, um, you know, we're just mutating and whatever. And ho- hopefully it'll end up going away very soon. But yeah, obviously it's it's going to be difficult. And and it I mean, although we're all expecting a win and, and I know Wayne just said it well messaged in and said it was intolerable if we don't. But you got to remember that, you know, Morecambe have implored a sort of solid four three three for a good number of weeks now in League One. And but then having said that, and we know they're gonna be a physical team, Sunderland managed to put five past them, so I don't see any reason why we can't do a similar thing. But yeah, it's obviously it's really important to to remember that the fact that we are light on the water. Um but yeah, I still think we can get a result. Uh, two without victory in the month of December so far, Ryan, which is a little bit worrying. However, you also look at the stat uh, that Pompey are also eight matches unbeaten in League One heading into tomorrow's encounter with Morgan, who themselves are down in 20th. They've lost 5-0 on Tuesday night. They lost 4-1 in their previous league fixture. They are there for the taking, but in terms of how Pompey approached this game... It's not been the greatest start to the month, but overall, they're still on a, a, a very decent run of form, taking away that FA Cup game, of course. No, absolutely. I mean, this league, well, any league really, is all about form and, and, and what form you can generate in, in, in the best part of the season, which will be after Christmas for us. And this is an important stage for us as well, um, heading into the January transfer window, um, what sort of form we can 
uh, coop up and and the players we can bring in and then head into the the final stage of the season. But you know, no no game in this league is going to be easy. Um, but you do feel as though Morecambe are there for the taking. Um, they've got the worst uh, defence in the league, shipping over shipping over forty goals. Um, although we aren't the highest scorers, you know, you do feel as though we we've got enough in our team to to score goals. And although we never scored against Sheffield Wednesday, we had, you know, enough chances to win two, three football matches. I'm sure Danny Cowley would agree, as he said before in his in his post-match um, interviews. Um, but no, this game yeah, is important, but it's no more important than any other game for me. I mean, um, I'm, I'm sure we can go to um, go into it and, and, and get the three points. Just a final word on Tuesday's 0-0 draw with Sheffield Wednesday then, Tom. And uh, you can't help but feel that maybe if, if Sheffield Wednesday had a League One goalkeeper, then Pompey might have won that game. But if we're being completely honest, Bailey Peacock-Farrell is a phenomenal shot stopper and arguably should be playing kind of top-end championship at a minimum. As should Gavin Bazuna. You, you've got to put, point that out, out there as well. I think he had a, mm-hmm. a quiet game. That's down to kind of Sheffield Wednesday's limited opportunities. But what a performance and a, a deserved man of the match performance from Bailey Peacock Farrell. Sometimes you've got to give some of the opposition players credit, and he put in a fantastic effort. He did, and he was the difference, wasn't he? On on Tuesday, um, you know, we've we've been treated to a a really good keeper in Gavin Bazuna, as you mentioned, and uh, I think you know the. Maybe the crown for best keeper in the division should be battled out between those two because I think he's definitely the best performing goalkeeper we've seen as an opposition at Fratton Park this season so far. That's a definite. I think also that's testament to ourselves for challenging as him as much as we did. And, you know, there's sort of three, four, five, maybe even six points in the game you can think back to and and he's pulled off an absolute worldie of a save and you know if he fluffs his lines on one of those occasions that goal's the difference and we win the game and that's the way it works isn't it but yeah massive credit has to go to him not surprised that he got man of the match because as I said he was the difference on Tuesday night um, not everyone's got a sort of the uh, one of the top league one keepers in their ranks this season which is good news for us um, and sometimes it's just the case when really good keepers have a really good day and you end up not getting anything out of them. Or sometimes, as, as we saw, Gavin Bazuno had a bit of a run, didn't he, where it just kept sort of going between his fingers. I know he dropped a few clangers against Rotherham away. Um, and top keepers have that as well. So, yeah, I, I, I think Sheffield Wednesday will not concede goals that they are expected to for the rest of the season. And, and I'm sure they haven't done so far because of the performances of their keeper. Um, but we've got to remember, we've got Gavin Bazuna. I know there's been links of him <laughs> heading elsewhere um, in January and we're really fingers crossed that that doesn't happen. I don't think it is going to. Um, and, and we can just be grateful that we've got a keeper that is just as good um, as Sheffield Wednesdays. OK, thank you, lads. We'll come back to you and uh, in, in shortly, probably the next part of the show. But uh, let's move on now to look ahead to tomorrow afternoon's match. Pompey host Morecambe at Fratton Park on Saturday, looking to extend their unbeaten run in League One to nine matches. First, we hear the pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley, who starts by reflecting on Tuesday's draw with Sheffield Wednesday. I thought it was a good advert for the division. I was actually really pleased with our performance, probably up to the, the final action. I thought we got into a lot of good areas. We need to improve our crossing, the quality of our crossing, and, and also just be a little bit more ruthless and clinical in, uh, in, in and around the goal. 
Having said that, I think you know their goalkeeper, who's rightly man of the match, had an exceptional evening and was probably the ultimate reason why we didn't win the game. But it was a lot to like in the performance and we know that if we can replicate that and play with that level of intensity, that level of energy, that aggression and that purpose, um, then we'll win a lot of football matches at this level. Is that really the only thing that you need to work on from Tuesday night? Is just that that final action? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, the the, the final action and maybe the action before the final action, if that makes any sense. And, and definitely set pieces. We have to carry more threat in in, in that moment. Um, it's something that we're working relentlessly hard towards. We've got some some good routines now, and actually in training they've looked good. But we've now got to try to um, to bring those to, to match day. Looking ahead to Morecambe, what are you expecting from them? They obviously had a, a heavy defeat against Sunderland on the, uh, in their previous game. Yeah, they're a good team. I think they've had a, had a really good start to the season. Obviously, maybe a couple of disappointing results more recently. Promoted last season, very, very organised team last year. Um, against the ball, very compact, um, no gaps. Um, defended very well and gave themselves lots of opportunities on the counter and for me what probably the most organised team in the division last year. Um, this year they've been able to carry that momentum forward. Um, they obviously carry goal threat at the top end of the pitch. Um, have mixed between systems, have played a 4-4-2, also played a 4-3-3. At times have been a 3-5-2 as well. Um, so they've got some flexibility and versatility in, in, in that respect as well and actually just have a really nice balance to their play. Um, they've got a direct option, they can play into and up to Cole Stockton, but they also um, have good midfield rotation and can, can play through the thirds as well. So a good team, as we know in this division, no easy games. Every The, the difference between the teams at the top to the teams at the bottom are, is, is, is minuscule. So there's nothing in it. So we know that we're going to have to be at the best version, the best version of ourselves if we want to get on the right side of the result come Saturday. And in terms of team news, what's the latest in regards to injuries? Well, it's still a challenge. Definitely the biggest challenge in my career in terms of in terms of injury and unavailability. We still have some illness around the group, unfortunately. Obviously, in a three-game week, um, we have some options at the top end of the pitch, but but very little flexibility anywhere else. Um, but it but it is what it is. You know, we've done really really well in in recent times in in finding solutions. And I think you know, if you're the pessimist, you see the difficulty in in every opportunity. Whereas if you're the, the optimist, you see the opportunity in every difficulty and, and we're certainly optimistic and we're going to find a way and this is what we have to do. And if we can find a way of getting the right side of what is going to be a very tough game on Saturday, I think it would have been a really productive week for us to take four points and, and keep our unbeaten run going in the league. It's something that shows how well you've been dealing with those challenges, which is that you've won the November Manager of the Month award. How pleased are you to pick up that, that accolade? Well, I think we, I just accept it, Nikki and I, on behalf of everybody associated with the club, um, certainly the, 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 the players and the staff and our brilliant supporters. Um, we wouldn't have achieved it without them. Um, and yeah, no, pleased to, pleased to accept it. I think it's been a good month. Um, it's been a tough month, certainly off the pitch, um, but, but we've had a really good run of results. Um, and what we now need to do, we have got some momentum, um, we're finding a way and we're gaining confidence and belief as a consequence of finding a way and we need to maintain that going into December. Danny Cowley there previewing the visit of Morecambe to Fratton Park this weekend and away from that interview, the gaffer confirmed to our colleagues at the Portsmouth News that there is one more 
unnamed player who has unfortunately fallen victim to the sickness bug but is uh, taking over the squad right now. Okay, just 20 minutes remain for you to get your final messages into the panel this evening. Get in touch before we leave you at 7 with your score predictions. 81400 is our text number. Start those with the word express. You can email Pompey at expressfm.com, include at expressfm on Twitter, or find us on facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. I'll be back with Ryan and Tom here on Express FM in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Welcome back to the final part of tonight's Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Head to stagecoachbus.com for more information on routes, fares, timetables and up-to-date COVID guidelines as well. Still to come over the next 20 minutes or so here on the Football Hour, myself, Ryan Honey and Tom Chappell take a closer look at tomorrow's opponents, Morecambe, who travel down to Fratton Park for match day number 22 of this League One season. We'll be previewing that match in a little bit more detail. However, to kickstart the preview of tomorrow's game, we're going to hear from Mason Jordan, who takes a closer look into the names, numbers and figures behind tomorrow's opponents. Morecambe. This weekend is the final home game before Christmas for Pompey, who go into their match against newly promoted Morecambe off the back of a goalless draw with Sheffield Wednesday in midweek. Pompey live, this week's opposition. Two games in and the Blues are still without a victory in the month of December, but certainly provided a response on Tuesday night to last week's FA Cup defeat to Harrogate. Next up, the last of a triple header of home fixtures. It's the last playoff winners Morecambe who make the long trip down to the south this time around. Manager. Despite winning promotion to League One for the first time in the club's history thanks to ex-Plymouth boss Derek Adams, Morecambe are now led by former Bournemouth and Luton midfielder Stephen Robinson, who took to the helm back in June, just four days after the departure of Adams. The Scotsman left the Lancashire club just three days after their playoff success at Wembley, opting to pursue a new challenge. Adams was confirmed as the new Bradford City boss a day later. Since taking over the Shrimps, 46-year-old Robinson, who has previously managed Oldham Athletic and Motherwell, has won just 8 out of 27 matches, thus a win percentage of 29.6. One to watch. You may be familiar with this player. He featured as our one to watch when the Blues took on Bristol Rovers away from home last season. He went on to score twice in that match, which ended in a 3-1 defeat for Pompey. We are, of course, talking about 24-year-old striker Jonah Ayunga. He played 30 games for Bristol Rovers and scored twice, both against Portsmouth. The former Havant and Waterlooville favourite, who bagged 19 goals from 24 appearances at Wesley Park, signed a two-year contract with Morecambe in the summer to remain in League One, following the relegation of his previous employer. Despite being born in England, Ayunga represents Kenya on the international stage, owing to his Kenyan father. Jonah and Younger wears the number 17 shirt at Morecambe. Top scorer. Morecambe's leading scorer at this stage is also the highest in League One of the season. 27-year-old Cole Stockton already has 13 goals in this division, with one in the FA Cup and two in the Carabao Cup as well. His most recent strike came last Saturday in a 1-0 win over non-league outfit Buxton, which set Morecambe up with the FA Cup third-round tie away to Tottenham Hotspur. Stockton had found the back of the net in midweek, but unfortunately for him, it was disallowed. Whoever's between the sticks for Pompey this weekend will have to be alert from minute one to 90 with this guy around. 
because he's found the back of the net not once but twice already this campaign from the halfway line. Cole Stockton's latest goal from long range earned his side all three points in a dramatic fashion away to local rivals Fleetwood Town on November the 20th. His 50-yard effort from the 94th minute at Highbury Stadium handing Morecambe the win. Current form. The Shrimps have had a tough start to life in League One, though do find themselves currently out of the relegation zone. They're currently 20th with Fleetwood, Gillingham, Crew, and Doncaster in trouble below. However, recently, Stephen Robinson's side have had an even tougher time, winless in three in the league and suffering back-to-back heavy defeats too, including a 4-0 loss at home to MK Dons and a 5-0 thrashing at the Stadium of Light in midweek. In between said defeats, Morecambe did progress into the third round of the FA Cup, scraping past Northern Premier Division side Buxton just a week ago. Pompey have had a difficult record against this opponent, having failed to beat them in any of their last five meetings, last recording victory over Morecambe back in November of 2014, over seven years ago. Can Pompey get back to winning ways and finally get the better of Morecambe? Or will the visitors add to the Blues' winless December run? All of the unmissable action is on Pompey Live. Big thanks to Mason Jordan for taking us through a closer look at tomorrow's opponents, Morecambe, there uh, with this week's opposition. We're going to bring Ryan and Tom back into the conversation now. And Tom, we're going to latch on to that horrific stat at the end of that package. But Pompey have failed to beat Morecambe in the last five meetings. The last win coming over seven years ago at Fratton Park. That was 3-0 with goals from Craig Westcar and a Jed Wallace break. A lot has changed in that time, but Pompey will be looking to get rid of that unwanted record this weekend. The good news is, Jake, with any record like that, the law of averages say that we are due a win against them, aren't we? So we can always look at that and, and be the optimist, as, as Danny would say. Um, crikey, how Jed Wallace has kicked on since scoring for us against Morecambe in 2014. Um, that is quite scary. Yeah, I think I think we're um, I think we'll we'll do it this weekend. Just I know that sort of runs have got to come to an end at some point, both for us against Morecambe and for Morecambe in the league at the moment. And Mason was saying there that they've had a, a bit of a torrid time of it um, in the last couple of weeks. I would have thought as well that I know it's a a massive game for them against Tottenham Hotspur, but uh, an FA Cup run is perhaps not what they're going to be wanting, given that they're sort of treading above water, um, hoping to to stay in the, in the division. Mm. Um, the only reason why they are probably above the drop stone is the, their top goal scorer that we've already heard about, Cole Stockton. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores tomorrow, to be honest with you. Um, and yeah, it was an absolute screamer from the halfway line. I know he's done it twice already so far this season. That's something we should be wary of. Other than that, I think it should hopefully be a pretty straightforward afternoon for Pompey, although we mustn't underestimate them as a team because they will be fighting for it and they'll want a response. And the manager and the players will all feel like that they owe and great credit. To, I know it sounds like Paul Cook, but great credit to all the Morecambe fans that will make the trip down um from from up north tomorrow that's a, a long old journey and we've done the reverse of it before and it's um it is a long old way and hopefully we can send them home not very happy um with a couple of goals in the back of their net and and we win the game in the end not sure what we could worry about ryan the fact that we haven't beaten Morecambe in seven years the fact we've got a goalkeeper as incredibly is but as he is but he, he doesn't like to stay in his box and he could quite easily be caught out by a long range effort the fact that Cole Stockton scored two 
from the halfway line already this season. He's the league's top goal scorer. The fact that Morecambe are on a poor run of form themselves and also the fact that Jonah Ayunga is now playing for the Shrimps. The player who last season played for Bristol Rovers scored two goals and 30 appearances, both against Pompey. I'm worried. <laughs> am, I, am, um, I right to be, am I right to be worried? <laughs> I think every Pompey fan has a right to be worried, Jake. I mean, it'd be so Pompey to go on this fantastic run and, and then you know, slip up a banana skin, if you like, to winless um, Morecambe. Um, <laughs> um, it's a tricky one because, like Danny Cowley alluded to, I alluded to earlier, that there aren't any easy games in this league. And Morecambe newcomers, you know, they're unpredictable. This is their first season in League One. You know, teams are still trying to figure them out, although Danny Cowley knows you know, what formation they like to play and stuff like that, that they're still a force to be reckoned with in terms of they're going to do everything they can to try and stay in this league. So by any means necessary, we need to do all, all that we can to try and get out of this league. Um, but it, it's going to be an interesting game um, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. But it's going to be a game that the players should relish because this is a fantastic run of form that we're on. We just need to keep it going. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about Cole Stockton then. You briefly mentioned him a moment ago, uh, Tom, but 13 league goals this season, the highest score in the division, 16 overall if you include the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup as well, and of course the EFL Trophy. Two halfway line goals uh, already this season, a dramatic one as you mentioned, away to Fleetwood in the 94th minute, a fantastic result for them uh, back in November. Obviously, the player we've got to look out for tomorrow. Yeah, I really hope that Danny Cowley has got an instruction to Gavin Bazzuni to just be wary, as as you mentioned just now, about coming up to the the, the halfway line and acting as an extra centre half for us, because we um we do need to be very careful. Because as as um, Ryan just said a minute ago, that it would be incredibly pompy for it to be nil nil last minute, and he just goes and lobs Gavin Bazzuni, and it just trickles into the back of the Milton end net. That would be absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I'm hoping that we'll be a couple of goals in front by then and it won't matter too much, even if it's a consolation. All the stats sort of, you know, point towards it, the fact that it not being a, a completely kind of cut and dry afternoon. And I think it, it never is at Fratton Park and it never is with with an opposition, as, as Ryan said, that people are still trying to deduce and, and work out. They will be fighting for it. They'll be up for it, as every team is in this division coming to Fratton Park. And we must match that and go beyond that and and get and get the win if we can and keep this really impressive run of form going because it's a busy December. It's then, I, I don't know if you boys have had a chance to look forward to the fixtures in January yet, but that is, you know, we've we've got sort of, I'm not quite sure what the exact numbers it, numbers are, but quite a lot of the top six we play in the next sort of six weeks or so. Um, so we've we've got a lot to be focusing on and, and a win against a lesser lesser side. I know Danny's already mentioned in, in the hour so far that Morecambe are, you know, they're not much different from the top sides in the division because not an awful lot separates them and I completely agree with that. But if you're looking for a lesser side, you would pinpoint Morecambe as one of those. Yeah. We need to prove that we can do it against the lesser sides, do it against the good sides and then we're in for an exciting end to the season and it, it obviously it, it carries on and, and begins on Saturday.
a few more messages tomorrow so, yeah yeah tomorrow yeah the game's <laughs> closer than you think mate uh, a few more messages on twitter tim foot says uh when the opposition goalie has a game like that you can't beat yourself up too much it was a really good game to watch and any other day i think we'd have won comfortably good effort uh, tim on twitter referring back to tuesday night as is darren trouton who said uh, I, I thought they gave it a good shot possession was something like 85 percent pompey in the last 20 minutes and it wasn't like they weren't shooting. Uh, Darren Trouton there for a good point. A few score predictions coming in as well. Keith is going for a 2-0 Pompey win. Dan on Facebook is going for a 4-1 Pompey win. And uh, Blake is going for a 1-0 Pompey win. All predictions going in favour of the Blues this weekend. Then taking a look at the players available to Pompey for tomorrow's visit of Morgan. Well, unfortunately... Not many. Only 14 senior players available for Danny Cowley to select this weekend. Of course, uh, on Tuesday night, Harvey Hughes, Harry Jewett-White and Dan Gifford, all academy graduates named on the bench to, to, to try and fill up the match day 18, basically. And uh, taking a look at those who we, who we know are missing due to injury. Joe Morrell, Michael Jacobs not yet back training due to the sickness bug. Uh, Lee Brown's got a hamstring issue. Uh, Clark Robertson, we know. Ryan Tinycliffe out with a hamstring injury as well. Paul Downing, Louis Thompson, Liam Vincent and Jaden Reed. And as we're hearing this afternoon, another unnamed player coming down with that sickness bug, which is uh, taken over this Pompey squad. Really so unfortunate for the Blues. But we go into tomorrow's game with Morecambe very light in numbers. Okay, in response to the government's announcement last night in, uh, in in relation to the fact that the UK and the and England will be moving in to Plan B uh, to try and prepare ourselves for the winter in response to COVID and and om- the Omicron variant and, and whatever. Um, th- this statement has been released uh, by Portsmouth Football Club uh, in conjunction with the EFL to uh, basically advise supporters attending games in the future as we move into Plan B to be prepared. I'm going to read out a statement now. Following the UK government's introduction of Plan B measures for its autumn slash winter plan, Pompey and the EFL are asking supporters to be prepared before they travel to watch the Blues in action. COVID-19 certification, which could include evidence of double vaccination or a negative lateral flow test, will be mandatory for entry into settings where large crowds gather, including unseated indoor events with 500 or more attendees, unseated outdoor events with 4,000 or more attendees and any event with 10,000 or more attendees from Wednesday, December 15th. So that does not include tomorrow's game against Morecambe at Fratton Park. As a result, supporters will need to be prepared to rev- provide evidence of COVID-19 certification to enter football stadia where the attendance will exceed 10,000 seated or 4,000 standing. Similar legislation is already in force in Wales with Cardiff City, Newport County and Swansea City already operating these measures. COVID pass. Now, to ensure that you can continue to watch football in person this season in a safe manner, it is imperative that you play your part by ensuring you have valid COVID-19 passes or proof of certification in advance of match day. For full details about the NHS COVID pass, which includes information on how to obtain valid certification of the vaccine, you can go to the NHS website or the NHS app as well. To be prepared, uh, those of you who are attending fixtures where COVID-19 certification is mandatory, uh, you are advised to check the club's latest COVID guidance in advance of match day and read its COVID code of conduct. 
uh, ensure you have a valid form of COVID certification in your possession before you leave for the ground or you will not be permitted entry. The best form of certification is the COVID pass. You can download the COVID, the COVID digital pass using the designated NHS app or to your wallet or camera roll in case there is no signal. Bring your original NHS COVID pass on the day of the fixture if you are unable to use the digital version. A negative lateral flow test result will be permissible should you be unable to provide a COVID pass. Make sure your passes are easily accessible to ensure efficiency and speed of access when approaching the turnstiles and uh, do not travel if unwell. Even if double vaccinated, you must not attend if you or anybody attending with you is suffering from COVID-19 symptoms, feels unwell or is required to self-isolate. And you can head to portsmouthfc.co.uk forward slash news. Uh, to read that statement in full and to find the links uh, which you can follow to get more advice and uh, yeah, more advice on this COVID pass and the COVID regulations which are being brought into English football at the moment. OK, looking to tomorrow's game against Morecambe. We're going to ask for a score prediction. Ryan, honey, what do you reckon? Are Pompey going to make it nine unbeaten in the league? Uh, I, I think so, Jake. I'm going to go for a 3-1 win. I think George Hurst are a notch another league goal in there as well. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, Tom Chappell, what are you going for tomorrow, mate? For me, there's only one answer, Jake. It's going to be 4-0. Um, I'd <laughs> like to see Harness score. I'd like to see Curtis score. And I'm, I'm going to go with Ryan as well. I'd like to see Hursty on, on the score sheet because uh, he was due one on Tuesday. He didn't get one and he's going to get at least one tomorrow. Lovely stuff. 4-0 written all over it, eh, Tom? Uh, I'm going to go it, for mate. a 2-0 victory. I'm going to slash about one and a half. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Pompey victory this weekend. Ryan, honey, thank you ever so much for joining us on the show tonight. Thanks, Jake, for having me on. And uh, thank you to Tom Chappell as well. Have a great weekend, mate. Thanks, mate. I'll see you up there tomorrow. And I'm sure we'll hear from both of those here on the Football Hour very, very soon. OK, that is all from us this evening on Express FM. But you can catch all of the unmissable action as Pompey take on Morecambe at Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon uh, live here on Express FM when Pompey Live returns from 2 o'clock. All the unmissable action. This is... Pompey live. Pompey could only take a point last time out despite a good performance. And the final whistle is blown from Sam Perkis and the Portsmouth have put in a good performance but they haven't been able to find the goal to cap it off and give them a victory. Up next, Morecambe are the visitors to Fratton Park. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from 2. Pompey live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Do join us for that one. Myself, Robbie James and Pompey women's head coach Jay Sadler will be live from PO4 to cover all of the action as Pompey take on Morecambe at Fratton Park in match day number 22 of this League One season. The Blues are currently eight unbeaten in the league. May be looking to extend that run to nine this weekend. Coming up here on Express FM this evening then, Connor Mosley is up after the news at 7 with Express Floor Fillers. He's inviting you as a VIP to Portsmouth's biggest party on a Friday night, playing just great floor fillers all evening long. And then from 11 through to the early hours of Saturday morning, more non-stop Express Floor Fillers. Ian McGuinness is back tomorrow morning from 8 through to 11 with Saturday breakfast. Join Ian for news, weather, travel, sport, 
4 from 40 from December 1994, a festive random top 5, a movies update with John Brown and TV and radio picks as well. It's also day 11 of the Advent giveaway here on Express FM. Lily Park returns from 11 through till 2pm with your guilty pleasures, a tiny quiz about the week's news and of course great songs all weekend long. After Pompey Live at 2 from 6 through till 7, Mason Jordan pre- presents the local music show. Until 2pm tomorrow afternoon, Pompey fans, have yourself a fantastic evening, have yourself a great weekend and take care too. Good night.